Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks for joining me. I hope I have been the catalyst to help you change with whatever skill or behavior or whatever it is that you're trying to develop and grow. Uh, the new idea I implemented last week was to start each show with a motivational quote. That's what I do in my training classes. I know it's a little nerdy, but I just love it because I think it sets the tone for either the class or in this case the show. So the quotes are always relevant to the topic of the day and also that whole premise of architect of change and that principle of change. So today's quote is by Paul Martinelli. Uh, and here's the quote, it takes time to change and transform those old patterns of thinking and then be patient with yourself. And it's funny because we really live in a world of immediate gratification, immediate expectations, and then we start to burden ourselves with that level of immediate expectation. And at times I feel like we're almost unfair uh, to ourselves. So with all of that, um, when I do my classes, I always try to tell people to pick whatever that thing is that they want to work on when they go back into their offices or back you know, into their sales role and be kind to themselves because it's not like we slip a switch in our brain and all of a sudden, no, you've been trained and you know what to do. It doesn't work that way. And I do a class. I actually did it last week for one of my clients, and I actually videotaped their salespeople going through a little bit of questioning with the client and then coming up with whatever the solution is that's paramount to the client's situation and doing the presentation on that, and I videotape them. At the end, we stop and we do like a quick um, conversation debrief where I always ask the people observing in the class, because um, I have obviously more than one person in the room, and I ask them to share feedback about what the person did well and let's build on strength, always come from a build on strength standpoint. And then we always talk about feedback of those areas that need to be developed. I never say weakness. It's always that area to be developed. And then everyone receives a copy of those observation notes from each of the participants. I burn a disc. I give it to them. And then they watch themselves. <laughs> and anyone who's watching themselves in a video and you hear your voice and the way you move and you think, oh, that can't be me, right? So we really beat ourselves up. So the last thing I say to them I, when I give them the notes and I tell them I'll burn the disc and send it to them, you know, I have to get home and, and do it on the computer uh, back at my office. And I always say to my last thing is, and be kind to yourself when you watch it. Don't just pick apart the things that you don't like or that you felt you didn't do well, but really look at the things you did do well, start from there, build on strength, and then the other pieces of change come from that. But always catapult from that, that piece of change. So I just love that because I think in our roles at work, we're not kind to ourselves. So yes, expect change. Yes, come up with a plan. You know me, plan, plan, and plan again. But really, really, we have to be respectful of what our abilities are and that change, that piece um, to implement. So anyway, that's my little motivational beginning. So how does this relate to today's show? Well, today we're going to discuss how to build on our strengths and grow and change by discussing what core values, habits, routines, and best practices that need to be in place in order for us to increase efficiency. Um, we're also going to discuss how to use a to-do list effectively to help increase productivity. And we're going to talk about delegation principles uh, to better or to be able to fit in all, uh, all of our people as well as developing the team, but develop our people career pathing, whatever that, that piece is. So delegation is real important. So my, my expert and my buddy or my partner in crime today, my guest, uh, her name is Ann Mazza. Uh, she is the events coordinator, I, can, I can't talk today, at Vito Mazzo Salon and Spa in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Uh, Anne started, um, again, I can't talk today. I'm having these little brain blips. Uh, Anne works at the salon and spa as the, she plans events, manages guest services, um, handles public relations, donations, and participates in the majority of the community outreach. She has been an active member of the Mayor's Wellness Community um, Committee for the past four years and is currently the host of their TV show, Wellness Woodbridge, 
awesome, awesome, very cool. And as a member of both Edison and Woodbridge Chamber of Commerce, she is very involved with um, Woodbridge. She is also part of the Women's Leadership Connection Committee, committee um, who help professional women network and educate themselves through a series of plans, programs, connecting business women um, in the community. Again, just such a great uh, premise for all these young professionals coming up. Uh, Anne and Vito were named Business Honoree of the year, two, uh, the year in 2012 by America Cancer Society, where they participated in raising funds and awareness for cancer. They continue to give back as a core value of their company and personal lives. Anne is also a soprano vocalist at St. James Church in Red Bank, my neck of the woods, and is involved in their music ministry weekly. So you can just from that little introduction, um, Anne and Vito just really are community partners. And I am privileged to have met Anne through the Woodbridge Chamber uh, where they actually asked me to come and speak to the young professional members, specifically women, um, where I did a three-part series. Um, one was improving communication skills using DISC. We talked about DISC last week. I did time management and productivity. And the third topic that um, we discussed with these young women were uh, mentoring. Since we are both, since my friends and I are both young, beautiful business owners and moms, we hit it off right away. And I know I'm being kind to myself. See, that's my quote. So everyone, please help me welcome um, be the beautiful and wonderful um, Anne Mazza. So Anne, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and coming on the show. Connie, thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. I always love being part of your space because you're so dynamic, you're so relatable, and I just enjoy talking to you no matter whenever I get that opportunity. So this is yeah. great. Yeah, this is so much fun, isn't it? And it's funny, notice I said young. Well, you are much younger than me, and get you're out. very beautiful, right? But we are. We're dynamic, beautiful women, baby. <laughs> well, we're trying our best. It takes a lot of maintenance. <laughs> takes a lot of maintenance. This is why you have to come into the salon and spa. <laughs> this exactly. Isn't that so? You and I have talked about that. Every time I see you, I always say, and you have four kids, right? Four kids. No, I have three. Three. All right. So I gave you an extra one. Vito will be very happy. The dog. Uh, but, the dog. <laughs> and the dog. Yes, that's your other child. But I, I laugh because, right, every time I see you, I go, how is it that you have these children? you know, the husband, the work, the business, and everyone, when I tell you, definitely go to their website and you'll see, I'll give you your website at the end so you can connect with Anne, but truly you are just a, a, just a beautiful, beautiful woman inside and out. So truly it has been just a privilege to know you, and I do think we, um, we definitely have a good vibe between us, yeah. No, I enjoy, I enjoy being yeah. present with you, and you're fantastic. Yes, I, I did yeah. it back to you, sister. All right, so let's start. My first question, I think, is now you have quite a large uh, salon and spa. So talk about the number of staff members you manage at the spa and how, there's a lot of moving parts with that, right, with the dynamics of the individual. So talk, just tell me about that piece of it. Let's start with that. Well, 18 years ago when Vito and I got married, we had 25 employees and we invited everyone to our wedding. Um, currently, we have about 87, and it's growing. You know, I'd love to give you the exact number, but on any given day, and we really don't have a high rate of turnover, but we do have a lot of people who come in, come out, maternity leave, I mean, all kinds of situations. But right now, sure. I'd say we're anywhere from 87 to 90 employees. Um, I am in touch, personal contact with all of them. But for the most part, when it comes to management, I probably am more um, involved with the guest service representatives that currently work with us, which is about 15. Wow. See, again, it just a lot. That's, I just wanted everybody to understand the size of the organization. I think sometimes when you hear a spa or salon, you, know, you, you often think just a handful. But you have a very big operation, and they've been around for how long? We have been open for 47 years. My father-in-law started the business uh, coming from Italy, and it was a, a small little barber shop, then grew to a salon for men and women um, in 1996. Then um, I opened the spa, and then when Vito came back from college, uh, he basically took the entire um, facility over. So it's like three businesses in one with our thinning hair mm -hmm. solutions, with the salon, and then with our spa services as well. So cool, just so cool. And and it's funny, you know, you said that's why 
we look so good because of those spa treatments. And, you know, I really do believe that. We have to be kind to self, yes. But for me, you know, doing that yoga and going to for a massage, okay, maybe we don't get there every month, but try to get there every six weeks or, you know, having those facials to keep our skin healthy. And we have so many affordable solutions now that I don't think our moms had, right, when we were growing up. It's definitely um, more at our fingertips, and I think we're in a culture where I think we need it more because of the, you know, everything has to happen immediately. Our cell phones are constantly at our hips and sides, and um, I just think that, uh, you know, even just the maintenance of hair color. I mean, everyone pretty much um, needs that and, you know, makeup. And by the time we all get ready, I was laughing because Vito and I um, had a formal event this weekend and all he had to do was shower and put on a tux. But I had to come up, I had to get my hair done, I had to get my makeup done. It took me all day to pretty much um, get to the point of the final output. So I think as women, you know, we kind of have to do a good portion of it. But if you can benefit from the massages and the manicure pedicures on top of all that, I think it sure helps. (laughs) Yeah, and, and it's, I know the men are like, oh, my God, this is going to be a girly episode. But this is, be, listen for your wives here. Even for, when you just get that little pedicure, and I always say, I've been going to my, my friend Kim 20 years, over 20 years, right? And whenever she does it, I look at her and I go, my feet look so pretty. I feel pretty. How, how silly. But it really, those little things energize you and make you feel good and make you ready for the next round of whatever it is in our life, right? So men be kind kind to your wives and women fit those little things in, correct? We have a ton of men that come to the spa Mm -hmm. and they they come more often than the women. I mean, I think our men are more loyal to getting massages and taking care of themselves. We have a ton of men who get pedicures. Um, they're really comfortable in our facility, which I'm happy about. So it's really not yeah. completely girly. We do have, you know, quite a few men that do take advantage of it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And, and you know, really the reality, and, and, again, we could talk about our husbands and the kids, they have tremendous stress in their lives as, as well as, as the moms, right? So um, I love that men are taking advantage because it really is an affordable, it really is an affordable thing today. I think so. I mean, I I know that, you know, we have a membership program too, which I think is reasonable. It's like it can either be a manicure, pedicure, it can be a massage or a facial once a month for $65, I think is worth the opportunity if you can take care of yourself. So Absolutely. Yeah, and and you budget it in. You know, again, it's those wellness, those that that being kind to self, that wellness. I love it. Um, What do you think is the most difficult part of being, you know, that co-owner, manage, managing, whatever, whatever our title is, doesn't matter. But what is the most difficult part for you with your organization? I think that um, both myself and my husband would say a similar thing, which is just communicating the message and making sure mm-hmm. that the message gets down to the appropriate people, that it goes from, you know, his vision you know, to understanding with me, to making sure that that it goes down to the middle management team and making sure that they now communicate the message to the people they're in charge of. So I think communication in general, which in all our lives is huge, um, especially when you're running a company like ours, is definitely a challenge. I mean, sometimes we think we communicated, sometimes we, you know, are pretty sure that we got it out there and then you hear what's coming back to you like the game of telephone and you're like, wait a minute, I don't think that's what I said. But um, I think that and the coaching, you know, the team to really understand what it is that you're trying to communicate is something that um, is constantly a challenge. And especially, again, 87, 90 people, that's a lot of people when we talk about coaching the team. Now, when we did at the chamber, and I think think it was your husband, this was last year, so I'm really challenging my mental state here, but we did the communicating using BISC, remember? And I think Vito was there, wasn't he? You know, I think he came to my mentoring one with me because you asked who's my mentor, so I brought him because oh, okay. he is. That I mean, the he's one. the one that has the vision, you know, for this company, and he's taught me everything I know about, you know, doing what I'm doing for him. So I said he has to be my mentor. Yeah, that was such a, that was such a good choice, and I think we teased him because it was all women, and we were like, he and then the we have, <laughs> and he's been in just fine. Well, he's used to it because 95% of the people who work for us are women, so he's uh, he's used to it. 
Yeah, he was answering questions. That he did not care that it was about the women thing. He really is too much. What an awesome personality. Fun. Uh, again, great energy. So I can only imagine <laughs> how much fun goes on at that salon, right? Yeah, you know, uh, we try to keep it fun. You, you know, I said this to someone the other day. We, we, um, we were laughing so loud in the training room that one of the people from the training department came in. And they said, was this you? And I said, yeah, why us? Oh, my God, you know, are we being too loud? I, I apologize. Did we disrupt, you know, the office and surrounding? She said, no, we just didn't know where the noise was coming from. So I made the person, we were doing the video, the, the video, and, and the person was imitating um, what he had done with a client. And he used the client, he has an ear, so if you have an accent, like he picks it up but he started doing this Jamaican accent and not to be disrespectful, but to have the woman kind of connect with him. She now, and ultimately she ends up loving him, but he started talking in this Jamaican accent. We, the whole, the, all the people in the room, we burst out laughing. And when the person came in to, to reprimand us for being too loud, they said, well, you know what? We're supposed to have a little fun at work and it's okay, you know, that kind That's of thing. Right. But you do, you have to laugh because we spend more time with our work people as you know our work family so to speak than really at home with our family so you do have to have a little bit of fun um and let's yeah. take a very very brief break and then we'll come back and i really you, you mentioned the core values i'd like to start discussing what those core values are and how you kind of um, put them into place okay a speaker has little value to an audience unless you the listener is motivated and empowered to change Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. All righty. We are back. And my guest today is Ann Mazza. And we are talking about um, managing a company just all the moving parts, and core values is our next uh, topic that I really am very interested to hear, that I know you have core values and processes that you instill at work. How do you, what are they first, and how do you hold people accountable to those you know, core values? So if you could start with what they are, that would be awesome. Sure. Um, I would have to say it was about five, six years ago, Vito decided to rebrand the whole company. And um, we put the tagline together, Vito Mazza, Salon and Spa, and underneath, Be Inspired, Be Beautiful, because that was the main message. Inside and out, we want our clients to feel that way. We want our staff to feel that way, the community. So um, on top of doing that rebranding, um, we realized that we needed to have a, a great set of core values that our staff were part of creating. So at a, at a main company meeting, we do have quarterly company meetings, they came together and gave us some of the things they thought should be included in this uh, core value set. And they all worked together at their tables and were having a lot of fun. You know, we feed them and have a nice evening. And um, after that, we came together as a middle management team, took everything that they gave us, and basically, you know, condensed it into these 10 core values that we currently have. Um, down in our break room and in our employee area, we have the core values um, set to a beautiful picture that represents it the best we can. Um, and those are all down the hallways where everyone's walking so they can kind of get a sense and a feel um, for remembering what it is that we all worked on together and came up with. So, uh, so you, have, you have these visual reminders throughout the salon? Um, not upstairs, not where clients can see them. Um, you know, we do talk about them, you know, sometimes with response to clients, but for the most times this is something that is just for um, company people who work here. So behind the scenes, love that. Oh, I love that. Okay, so what are 
the core values that this your team really came up with? So the first one is give back, and that's something we try to do. We try to have community things, and, you know, everyone gives of their time and their talent. We ask our staff to come quite often to, you know, do things for free. You know, not everything that we do is paid and, mm-hmm. you know, measurable. So that's just number one, I think, first and foremost, that is our most important one. Like we're going to have a big community food bank um, thing on November the 16th. So, you know, everyone will come, they'll participate, be part of it. So give back now, is huge. I'm sorry, go ahead. That that would be like I, the number I, one. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, the second one is... Wait, wait, uh, before you go on, that's why I didn't know you were... I, I wanted, before you go on to the second one, I wanted to make you pause there. The giving back, um, how much did you guys raise for, I believe it was the Cancer Society last year? How, it was it was a large fund that you guys were really responsible for in fundraising and efforts, right? Wasn't it? Well, Hurricane Sandy was a big one for us. I think we were close to $18,000 um, wow. just as a company. Um, we donated a portion of gift card sales that entire year, and we also bought quite a few goods that we could help um, and deliver them immediately down to the Highlands. So Hurricane wow. Sandy was a big one for us. I mean, we do donate to the Cancer Society every year. We did a lot for breast cancer and had quite a few events for that. Mm-hmm. But I think our hurricane relief efforts were, you know, pretty extraordinary for a company of our size. Yeah, and everybody did step up. Everybody did. Our whole staff helped, and it was wonderful. You know, I always say it starts at the top, right? So that's uh, that's outstanding. I love it. I just, you know, again, everybody says we give back. I I know you've done measurable things in that whole giving back effort, and I also know that you and Vito truly live it, not just in the professional life, but I know you also live it in your personal life as well. So foundationally, I love that as your core value, number one, because I just think it speaks to who you guys are. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Definitely does, and we enjoy it. Okay, now you can go on to two. (laughs) All right. Um, Two would be to create the ultimate client journey. So, you know, our expectation is that when we do have clients walk into the front of the salon that, you know, we like to say it's like Disney World, that they're going to have a beautiful experience from the moment they walk into the door, that they're going to get greeted, that they're going to get offered a beverage, that we're going to check them in, get them ready for service, and then we're going to pass the baton on to that service provider who's going to handle them. And then they're going to have an excellent service, a wonderful experience, and then come back um, to our front desk guest service staff and make sure that the entire experience has been excellent from start to finish. So we're trying to get and instill in our, our clients that are in our staff that we'd like to create the ultimate client journey from every part of the experience when someone comes into the salon. Love the word journey. That's just so, it's movement, you know, it's awesome, just awesome. Okay, how about number three? The number three would be challenge yourself to exceed expectations. So, um, you know, it's easy to be comfortable, you know, but Mm. are we challenging ourselves to do more? It's so much of what I heard you say in the beginning part. You know, just even taking that one little piece and working on Mm -hmm. it can mean Mm -hmm. the world, you know, in in light of working with people and changing certain little things in our behavior that can be, you know, difficult to work with. So I think that um, exceeding expectations with education, too, and creativity and just being open, you know, to all of those things um, are wonderful little challenges that we can all aspire to. Yeah, oftentimes with my clients, they go, oh, things are good. And I always look at them and go, hmm, could they get better? Well, again, whatever that means for everybody. And they always look and go, well, yeah, but what happens, I think good is truly the enemy of great. Because when things are good, we just kind of coast. We're comfortable. But is that enough? Is good enough? And, you know, my world, no, we need to go for greatness, right? And even with my kids, you know, why settle when you can become better at whatever it is that that they're struggling with? So I love that as well. Um, There's such strength in in just the good of the enemy of great to to seek that greatness. Awesome. Okay, number four one, right? Yep. Next one is um, be present, enjoy life. So, you know, that's hard in a service business, too, because, you you know, you see yourself moving on to the next thing and, you know, maybe even Mm -hmm. in guest services, the phone's ringing and this and that and the other thing. But what we try to instill in our staff and I know with the girls is that it's very important that you see yourself through that client's eyes with some empathy and that you're giving them the time 
to truly get to know them, see what their needs are. We're in the service business, so we need to try to really be present to that client because even though they're coming in for color and cut and nails, um, what they really want is the experience, the relationship. Sure. And yes, sure, somebody to connect to. But yes, someone to connect to. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, and just in our own lives, that being present, again, just because what I started with, we ex- immediate expectations, immediate gratification, running from point A to point B, do we ever stop to be present? And it was funny, the other day I was driving home on the parkway, anybody who lives in Jersey knows what I'm talking about, and it was raining and misting, and it was just a miserable ride. It took me two hours to get home from Flemington. And as I'm approaching my exit, there's a beautiful... Um, uh, rainbow. So I know my husband is just behind me, also on the parkway, and you know, call him on the Bluetooth because we don't use you know cell phones in New Jersey. It's illegal, but I have the Bluetooth in the car. And I called him. I'm like, and you're, are you on the road? And yeah, I said, are you coming over the bridge on the parkway? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm almost there. Why? And I go, keep looking to your right and then to your left. And so now we're on the phone as he's driving, and he goes, holy smoke. I go, do you see it? Do you see it on the left? I go, that's the one. Just like this. I'm exhausted two hours in the rain. It was the most beautiful. It's it's those moments for me that even after a long day, tired, rainy, that it was like someone was talking to me and saying, wow, look at this beautiful event due to the rain. And then I had to share that immediately. So those those little moments were... I think are really impactful in our lives. And I don't think any of us take the time for those little moments. And the little moments add up to the big stuff, you know? Absolutely. That's part yeah. of being present. Yeah, really. It's just so cool. And, and being present for the client, love that. And number five? Would be solution-orientated thinking. Um, hmm. Best way I could describe this is, you know, you'll have so many times one of the employees come up to you and say, this is what happened and this is what's terrible. And And instead of giving them the immediate resolve, I think just part of management is saying, well, what do you think? How do you think Mm. we should handle this? (laughs) Because it's so easy to right away step in and, you know, get on the bandwagon of, you know, this is terrible, oh my gosh, what should we do? Um, Instead, let's realize we're going to have problems. And when we do have them, let's be flexible and learn to solve them together. And and think about what you're giving them from a skill development standpoint. And I would think some of your employees are on the younger side, right, entering the workforce, you know, learning, going to school, and then coming. Is that, or do you have more senior people working for you? Well, we have a a really good um, group of both, but we do have an associate program where we actually bring people in and train them as well. So, you know, eventually we'd love to make this more of an educational facility, so definitely more younger people coming in constantly to a lot of the areas of the business, yes. Yeah, and and again, that's a skill to develop of, yes, there's always going to be situations, issues, problems, whatever that arise, and but every problem has a solution. Just stop and breathe and let's think about it. And I think that's an awesome skill that you're teaching them as mentors. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, the next one would be respect. Treat everyone with hmm. respect and dignity. And, you know, it's hard. You're working in a, a huge group of people. You know, there are times where you might not like everybody, Um we're very fortunate to have a culture of people who are so happy together that most of them are friends and choose to spend time outside of work together, which That's I think cool. is amazing. But it's, you know, there are times where, you know, you have different types of people doing different types of service in the industry mm-hmm. or in this building. They don't understand each other. You know, it, it's it's hard to be a service provider, and it's also hard to be the person answering the phones. It's hard to be the person on maintenance. Mm. quite a few different tasks that we do during the day that it's it's easy to take those people for granted or not quite understand where they're coming from. So that's something that we really try, you know, to enforce is that everyone at least treats each other with respect and make sure you understand where everyone is coming from. Yeah, and everybody has feelings. It doesn't mean everybody's right or wrong. It, it's that feeling. I was just interviewed by one of my clients for one of their digital platforms. It was really cool, and it was funny because they – turned the tide, the table on me where they videotaped me, and I was a little nervous. Now, isn't that funny, right, Ann? Because you've seen me speak in front of how many women, hundreds, sure. whatever. And they videoed, and I was, I stumbled. And they looked at me, the, the women who were 
taping and they're going, what is going on? And I said, I'm nervous. And they're like, well, how could you be nervous? And I go, because you're videotaping me. I don't want to see myself, you know, videotaped. And the last question they asked, which was really kind of cool, they said it was getting about the business and my values, just kind of like what we're talking about. And, and the last thing, they said, is there anything else that you would tell these other business owners out there or managers, you know, that might be watching the video? And I said, you know, I think the last thing is we need to be kind to each other because, yeah, I'm not, and I said, I don't think managers should go easy on their people. I do think you should be firm but fair and hold people accountable. Otherwise, what are we doing? But I feel like you can be firm but fair respectfully. You don't have to sure. be punitive or nasty or disregard people's feelings. I think we have to, even in the work environment, show empathy because everybody's got something going on and everybody doesn't have a great day every day. But if you approach people from a respectful place, I just think that you have more harmony than disharmony. And I don't know, do you find that being one of your major core, core values? Definitely. I mean, you know, it's the way you talk to people, you know, and I know that Vito and I, you know, as the leaders of this company, don't ever ask anyone to do anything that we wouldn't do. You know, you'll sure. find either of us sweeping hair on the floor or taking care of everything that needs to be done. So sure. I, we try to lead by example, and we try that when we do have to correct someone or speak to someone, that we do that with respect, and it's important. Yeah. It is, I do. Why don't we uh, stop there again? I just want to kind of take a brief break and ask everyone um, as we're discussing this, are you inspired by Anne and, and our conversation today? These core values are resonating, I know, with me as a small business owner. So I, I just feel like there's so many pieces of what we're discussing in that everybody who is seeking change, whether it be in their personal life or their work life, that if they're not sure what that step is or what questions to ask, I'm really hopeful that this conversation that we're having, and it's about management and, and, and teams and businesses. I mean, there's so many topics that this would fall under, but I really hope that these this conversation and these things that we're discussing may be the catalyst what you need to have that change. Um, if some of this is resonating with you guys, please email me your stories, your ideas, your comments, your feedback. I'm always looking for feedback to make the show better, more relevant for you. Um, so email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. And I hope that you are inspired after listening to my guests and I that we're providing some information on possible ways that you could be the architect of your own change using the ideas and tools that we're discussing today. And Anne, I think that you are giving some viable tools that if someone's saying, yeah, I wish I had you know, core values, here are, th maybe they don't want to use all of these depending on what industry they're in. But I think from a framework standpoint, right, they have like a little template you're almost giving them. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I hope every week that my guests and I at least maybe perhaps are the start point for you to learn or identify something that maybe you didn't know you wanted to change or you needed to change. And hopefully that, that framework, or, or in my example now, that template that, that I feel like Anna's giving us, maybe that's the path of change and implementation for you. Um, we have to challenge our comfort zone. We have to constantly grow and become the new version of ourselves. You have to change something, no matter the perspective you're coming from. I, I think that when you start to realize that there is another perspective, that's where start occurs. So if you feel stuck and you don't know how to move forward and you think you may need some help to understand the change um, that you're seeking, or to bring you to the next level. I really am here to help you. I'm here to inspire you. That's what this whole show is about. And hopefully there's some guidance that you walk away from to figure out how to challenge yourself, your organization, how to help both grow, self, and the organization, and to find those answers to begin, or maybe to sustain effective change. I really am here, and I, I am hopeful um, that you guys will reach out to me so we could find those answers together.
uh, changing you, changing your company, and challenging your personal comfort zone to sustain that, gra- that growth is what I do well. So here's my direct contact information. And at the end, I promise I will also give um, Anne's information because I think that she's just giving such just relevant and, and viable options that it might be the start point for some of you from a change. So call me at 732. This is my direct line. Area code 732-888-1420. Of course, go to my website. Tremendous amount of information on there. I have videos. I have all sorts of things. Um, and that's www.whitmanassos.com. Again, or email me directly at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Let's grow you. Let's grow your business and get changed to stick. So um, thank you for that. And I, I really hope that I say this every show, and I'm, I said they, they should just be used to it by now. Bring a piece of paper and a pencil when you're listening to the show because we really give some good info. <laughs> That's great. That is. Right? Yes. You always have to have something to write it down. We all can't remember yes. everything. Yeah, well, the mind also is a sad thing to lose. That's why I write everything down, right? Um, Okay, so what was the next core value? The next core value is to embrace change and be positive. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that, you know, in our industry, it's constantly changing. Um, mm. You know, there's and you want change. You know, most clients that come here are looking for change. So, um, you know, it's great to be able to embrace that and realize that you know you have to be flexible. You have to learn to move forward. And then when change does occur, that we're not going to handle it in a negative way, but try to be positive and see how it can help us grow and be better. Sure, sure. Build on the strength. Yes. Uh, the next one would be work with passion and have fun. So, uh. you know, we want everyone who works for us to be passionate about what it is that they do. You know, not just doing it as a job, but as a lifestyle, as something that they see is changing lives of others because a lot of them really, really are. You know, if you're helping a client feel better about the way they look and how mm-hmm. and you're helping them with how they feel. Mm-hmm. So um, we just ask them to work with passion. And um, the next one would be to share talents and inspire others. So a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our employees are educators in whatever they do, and we ask them to share their talents to, you know, maybe do an educational class here and there to educate their peers who they work with, which is great. And um, that works out really, really well. So we ask them to share their talents. And then the last one is build lasting relationships. Mm-hmm. So building relationships with the people that we work with, building relationships with our clients, um, you know, everyone around us. So it's just a great skill to have to be able to build relationships like the relationship I built with you, Connie. Yeah. But you know what's funny, and I, I I think when we're in it, you know, obviously I'm in the service industry as well and what I do, but if you don't build a relationship, and for me when I say the word relationship, it's about trust. So if you're, if I'm allowing someone to change my hairstyle I think I would have to really, really trust them. That's, to me, big, right? That's a big uh, risk. Absolutely. You know, you know if, yeah, and, and if I come in where I'm ailing, my body hurts, and you're telling me that, you know, you're going to work out in that knot or whatever, and initially that it's hurting, and you say it's going to hurt initially, and you kind of talk me through it and what is happening, and I feel it happening... I'm building trust. So next time I come in, I'm like, I'm out of sorts. Work on me. Come on, make me better. So I think that relationships is so important in everything we do every day, and it always comes down to trust. And it's just funny because all of those 10 core values, your business has grown. And you said 18 years ago you had 25 employees, right, when you guys got married. And now, uh, through the past 18 years, it has grown to 87 to 90 employees. Did did I understand that correctly? Yes, yes. Okay, so in that short period of time to grow leaps and bounds like that, you can't tell me that the people who are patronizing you don't feel a connection, don't feel those core values, whether they're, they're relevant or not relevant, whether they're present in their visual line, you know, you have it with the staff, but you clearly are living and breathing that vision. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't have grown to the extent that you have. Let's face it, how many salon and spas are out there? 
Oh, there's a ton. I mean, there's yeah. there's a ton. But the truth yeah. is, I don't think everyone, you know, a lot of people go into business because they're a hairdresser, um, like my father-in-law, you know, similarly. And then you realize that you also, there's a whole other piece, and that's management, and that's business development, and that's branding, and that's the multitude of other things that we really aren't prepared to do when we're just a hairdresser. Sure. And so the reality is, I think... Um, being that my husband's not a hairdresser, he's able to really focus on growing the business. Sure. And I think that's the asset that we have. Um, there are certainly a lot of very successful salon owners, um, but they split their time between management and also, you know, being yeah. in the chair or, you know, maybe being in their spa doing, you know, treatments. But sure. I think to have the ability to have, you know, a full amount of time to give to the management certainly has been an asset to us. And how does that work for you as, you know, and I'll make everybody laugh now, but the husband and wife piece, because, yes, he is able to do what he does because you're doing what you're doing that he knows he doesn't have to worry about that. But you're still husband and wife. How does does that dynamic work? That's interesting. Well, we've really enjoyed, I mean, we've been together since high school, so um, we basically grew up together since we're 15 and 17, and um, we just enjoy being together, which I think is great, and, Mm. you know, we have a lot of the core values that we just mentioned in our own respect, you know, with our own marriage, with our own relationship, so we do pre-Cana as well, um, you know, for the last 18 years, so that's always helped us too, because it makes us focus on our own relationship and how we treat each other and how we treat others, you know, with response to that, so I think that, uh, you know, it's nice to see that we have that whole relationship established so well, and then I think whether we're at home with the kids trying to manage things, or whether we're here, you know, with our 87 employees trying to manage things, as long as we do it together, seems to work out pretty well. And and it's very cool to hear that because you both understand what it's like at home and you both understand what is, what's going on at work and any issues or glitches or situations, whatever it might be. So you truly are a team inside the office and outside the office. We are. We are, and that's good because we have each other to rely on when things go hairy too, which makes it a lot easier. And, you know, I can always understand where my husband's coming from and, sure. you know, sometimes I can see things that he doesn't see. So, sure. you know, it, it's great and sometimes he sees everything. He's just got this vision for the whole thing from the top down. So He's, nice he's there highly intelligent for anybody that, has, that will meet him or has met him. He is extremely highly intelligent, as are you. Um, Again, that life, that work-life integration, I don't like the word balance anymore because I don't know what's about balancing. I think it's integrating the two into one. You don't have a choice. Yeah, no. (laughs) It just all bleeds together. (laughs) Who's picking up the kids? Who's going there? Who's who's picking up from the supplier? Do the two lines blur often, I would think? Yeah, it really does. You know, I I realized that when you and I had spoken a little bit about the topics and, you know, I know you just said balance is hard, but there are days where I'm wondering, you know, I'm saying to myself, where am I best served today? Like, I know that, you know, my kids have these ever-changing schedules and then here, (laughs) everything, there, there could be an event every minute company meeting tonight and you know I'm not home tonight and I'm trying to balance okay well who's going to be covering for me here I got my mother-in-law going to a tennis dinner tonight with my daughter I've got my son's home eating leftovers and I'll be here till you know nine o'clock tonight doing what I'm doing here so it's just constantly changing and balancing and juggling and um, you know I guess the word balance for me is you know that evaluation of saying okay it's either missing something at work or I'm missing something at home and what's sure. most important today how can I yeah. you know because you can't cut yourself in half sometimes no so you know if you're fortunate enough to have some family or some people that can sure. help you you know do that I know for us it's just there is a lot of obligations so it's it's balancing and saying is this is as important as what I might have there um, or vice versa so and you can't always pick the kids, but you can't always pick the work either. So, well, that's so true. Choices, it, really, it, it comes down to choices. And it's funny because I know a lot of my friends don't have family local. I'm very lucky. Um, you know, my mom and dad babysat. They were retired by the time I started my business uh, almost 14 years ago. And, you know, they babysat for my kids. So if my kids were sick and I was due to be at a client's training 20 people in a class, 
I never canceled. I never had to cancel. I never called out sick because I had the support at home. Everybody doesn't have that. And that's one of my, we're going to go through tips at the end, but that's one of my tips that not only do we have this teamwork at work so that we're cohesive and working at, you know, on all, all, so to speak, and all throttles, um, but also you need teamwork at home. And sometimes that means having friends that picks up the kids or having a backup if you're at work and you, you know, you can't leave that you have someone else as an emergency contact for the kids to get them home, you know, if they, they're, you know, sick to their stomach or something like that. So we really, we talk about team, but I think um, as a business owner, mom, and and again, just what we're discussing today, don't you feel like you need the team at home as well as at work? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're fortunate. I have my mother and my mother-in-law who both don't work. So, you know, if I need them, you know, they are there. Or Vito and I, you know, if the kids are sick, one of us will stay home and the other one sure. goes. It's, But even then we'll evaluate, well, let me look at your outlook and see how much you have. Then I'll look at my oh. outlook and see what I have. And then we'll decide who has to pinch it today. Yeah, and so, but that, that's, that's it. Who's going to pinch it today? Which we're constantly readjusting or, or assisting through different for priorities, I think, right? Oh, absolutely. And it comes in, and, you know, my daughter's 16, so, you know, it just gets to the point where, you know, as they get older, they really do have their own schedule, and you're just trying Mm. to fit it into yours. Mm. Um, So I'm kind of ready for her to get that car. (laughs) It's funny, my son, and then we'll take a brief break, but my son is 18, so last year he got his license, and we, my, he has my old car, which was 10 years old, has like 180,000 miles. He was thrilled to get a car. And he, so he has that, well, picking my, getting my son to, my younger guy, my 15-year-old's practice and picking him up. And it was a godsend. And you don't realize now it's another team member at home um, to get the kids to and from that I didn't have to worry about my mom and dad. And so really, I know, not that you rush them to be on the road because there's other issues, you know, with crazy drivers and the, the whole cell phone thing. And, um, but it really, as a parent, it, it really becomes a huge Really, a huge help, you know. Definitely. Let's let's take another our last brief. brief see, I'm having trouble talking today. How we'll take one more brief break, and then we'll come up. And I I'm curious to see how your team responds to these core values. Um, I would think well, but let's talk about that. And do you guys? You you talked about outlook. I want to talk about a to-do list and delegation, and I think that will probably take us to our time. So let's take one more last quick break. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We have the last 14 minutes or so with my wonderful guest, Ann Mazza. Um, Now, those core values, did it resonate with everyone because they were part of that decision-making piece of it? Yeah, I was going to say it definitely helped to include everyone in the process because, you know, even at home, you know, the more I include my kids, it's the same thing mm-hmm. here. You know, the more you include everyone in the process, they don't feel that they're being dictated to. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they're being brainwashed with something we just thought that was a great idea. It's mm-hmm. really something that they owned and came up with themselves. So it does give everyone a sense of pride when you can include as many people as possible into that type of process. Yeah, and, and again, I'm sure a lot of, like, I, I said do this, you said do that, and really they probably maybe all fell under respect or passion or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it's that ownership piece that they feel I was part of this process, that was my idea, 
um, ownership, buy-in, very, very important when you talk about building, building a productive team. So very cool. Just the whole, the whole way you, you started the process and then have those signs around in the break areas and stuff. So it's constantly that positive visual reinforcement, just nicely done. I, boy, I'm going to use you as a case study. Yeah, you'll have to come and take a look at us here. I'll show you the uh, underworkings of it all. But for the last two years, too, you know, we implemented the core value awards at quarterly meetings. So, Mm. you know, we tried to take all 10 core values so 10 employees would get awarded at the quarterly meeting for what core values they seem to be really embodying, you know, that we're an example to everyone. So to be recognized in front of the group, I think, as well, you know, just made them feel really good about, the core values in general. Yeah, the whole positive reinforcement. People need to, the, the surveys were done, and when employees were asked, what's the most important thing for you at work or what motivates you at work to you know, do that good job or go the extra mile, and the number one answer was the attaboys, um, that pat on the back from management to say, thank you for your efforts. Thank you for working so hard. I noticed how far out of the way you went for this client or whatever. Um, That's the number one answer. So people always think money. Money is not a very big motivator long term. Yeah, we want the raise and all of that. But it's the attaboys. It's that management recognition. That's awesome. I really, and honest to God, I, I do team building classes, and I would love to use your company just ends your core values, I think, can be used in any industry, in any team, um, you know, maybe tweak a little bit here or there, but though I love how you whittled it down to those 10, but how you went through that whole process. So you really don't mind if I come up one day and, and Not at all. you know, yeah, I would love, I would love to use you um, as a case study of, of this is a possible scenario of how to implement, and here's a template of what core values can look like. That's brilliant, just beautiful, Be- just beautiful. Um, now, personally, shift gears a little bit here. Do you use a to-do list, or is Outlook your to-do list? You know, I know that our Outlook has the ability to have the little flag to-do list on there, and my mm. husband uses it like crazy. I can't mm. say that I have implemented it as well as I probably should. It's probably Mm. an area of growth for me. I write down everything, um, generally even at home. Like I just left the house and my sons had a list, you know, when (laughs) I'm on my way in. (laughs) So talking about delegation and, yeah, I do it. Um, And I do. I write down, you know, and I use my outlook, you know, with certain tasks on there that I do need to complete. But I wouldn't say that I completely have every last bit of it on there, no. Yeah. I, and it's funny. I, I think I'm a blend. I'm, I'm like you more than I'm like Vito. I have, and I use. I know I'm really going to sound old now, but I use a paper. You know, the planners, just because I'm not in my office every day. I'm usually on the road 80% of the time, and my my fear is on the phone. If someone says, "Con, can you uh, come to a meeting?" or "Can you?" fill in, you know, and get a class in here. And I look, and you know how they have the dots on the iPhone? I have to physically go in, and I can't look at that whole calendar with everything written. So I use a a paper planner. And I do use a paper to-do list because it goes everywhere. The night before I leave, you know, before I close down my office, I write my list for the next day of all of those pertinent things that have to get done. And then before I leave the next day, et cetera, et cetera. So my to-do list is like a living, breathing document. And if I lost my planner or my to-do list, you would not find a happy Connie. That wouldn't be good. (laughs) Well, you know what else I've used on my phone if I don't want to put it on Outlook? A lot of our management has my calendar. So, like, we share our calendars. Yes. Which I don't know if that's an issue for other people. And, like, then sometimes when I have personal things on there, I'm like, oh, great. You know, now i got some of my personal stuff and everyone's seeing what I'm doing, you know, on my day off. Um, What I like to use on my phone is that Notes app and you, oh, I, you know, if yeah. I have, I love that thing because if I even need to make a grocery list or I have a few things that I need to remember or things to do, yeah. I'll use that notes app quite a bit and um, write down like a little list. And then when I complete it, I can just erase it. Yeah, it's funny that I love the notes. I was in traffic one day. We were at a dead stop again, typical New Jersey, and there a song came on. I used this last week, and I, I have it in my phone under the notes, and I downloaded it onto my my iTunes, you know, on my on my phone. 
but the song came on and the, the lyrics were, it was Alternate Roots, and I don't remember the name of the song, but it was so inspiring. And that's what made me and start last week with the motivational quote because I thought, wow, that, you know, here I'm sitting in traffic, which is like, oh, you know, on your way to work. And I was inspired and I thought, wow, that's a great way to start. I start my classes that way, but what a great way to, you know, start the show. And so I'm sitting in traffic, dead stop, right? And I went into my notes and boop, 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 I put it so I could download because I would never remember it. So I could download it, um, you know, that night when I got home. There's brilliant tools on the phone, no question. Um, but still the paper and pen still works for me sometimes. So, you know. Yeah, I know. I think, I think we all have to say that we have to have a combination of both. Yeah. You know, I mean, reality is you can't be completely, you know, on the computer all the time, nor can you, you know, not have a pen and paper at hand when you need yeah. to just write something down. So, uh, Yeah, totally. I And I'm a note taker, too. So when we talk about delegation, it was funny because we delegate, I think you said it before, like you delegate to the kids, I need you to do this, this, and this tonight. Um, you know, my my oldest son, he does his own laundry, the little guy we're trying to get to do his laundry, because it really is a team effort at home too, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you just, there's too much laundry. I think it reproduces while it's in the laundry bin, personally. Oh, yeah. you know? um, first but delegation, I just want to comment on one thing. When I do um, time management and productivity uh, class, or I, I coach people on that, delegation, and, and tell me if if you've used this just in your travels, delegation comes from three areas. When you think, I have to delegate, first thing you have to look at is say, can I delegate it or is it something that I have to do? So if it's something you have to do, forget about delegating. That's off the table, okay? When you look at delegation, is it something that if I train Anne that in a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month from now, she can take over as long as I train her? Then you pick the candidate, the task, and you, you teach them, and then you delegate. And then there's certain things that I could say, hey, Ann, you know, you've seen me do this for months now. You know how to do it. Can you start doing this tomorrow? So there's things we can delegate immediately, things we can teach and then delegate, and things we can never delegate because it really is our responsibility. Do you find that you've used that kind of reference in your delegation, whether it be at home or work? Without a doubt. Um, I know here, you know, I, it's it's a difficult thing because there are certain things that we have to be on top of. But sure. Vito has, most importantly, learned to let go of a lot of things because he has other sure. things he wants to do. So he doesn't want to have to do the same. You know, after a while, it's a seasonal thing, you know, even with the marketing, with certain things, um, ordering supplies, all of those things. So you can't get caught up in, in things that you can train other people to do. Sure. And sure. then you can always approve it or, you know, take a look at it, but you don't necessarily have to do it. And we're very and fortunate. We have a few really great people here who are doers and they love to do. And you can give them stuff and, and you know it's going to get done in a, in a great manner. So that is a blessing. And oftentimes it inspires them because they go, wow, they depend on me. They need me. There's certain people that need that kind of uh, peace from their supervisors, managers, whatever it is. But delegation, you know, we have so many control freaks out there that think, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it. Really? Because you're, 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 you're shortchanging yourself because you're not being as productive as you could be and should be. And you're right. You and Vito and, and some of the, the middle managers in your organization, they should be doing certain things and, and leaving certain things to um, the other staff members. So delegation, not only to become more productive, but we owe it to our employees from a career passing standpoint. If I don't ever teach them, how could they possibly get better? So as a manager or leader, uh, shame on me for not delegating and teaching. That's, I believe, as a manager, leader, again, owner, whatever it is, um, it's our obligation to grow our people and teach our people. Now, before we we have, like, I'm sorry? Time management, just realizing what's really most important and cutting in, cutting out the things that aren't. <laughs> That's every day, every day. It's true. It's choices, you know. All right, we have two minutes left. So share with me what would be your three big tips for anybody listening um, to integrate that whole business and that home and work? How do you integrate that? What are your three tips? Um, I would say, you know, like I spoke of before, just, you know, 
balancing the connection between, you know, where I really need to be, where I'm best served mm-hmm. that day, um, mm-hmm. where my time is best served, whether it be community, whether it be here at the business, whether it be, you know, with the kids. I really have to look at that, you know, as a spiritual person and say, where am I totally. best served today and try to plan my schedule according to that. Absolutely. Uh, well said. Um, I think the second one would be just connection, you know, just trying to connect with people on a regular basis, whether it's people who work for me, whether it's being with my kids, um, just knowing that we're all kind of in this together. You know, we have 95% mm-hmm. women who work for us, but some of them are just starting their own families. And just the experience that I feel like I already have, you know, with a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old and a 9-year-old, um, just remembering what it was like to be in their shoes and just sure. trying to help them, you know, should they need to talk or whatever it is that they're going through in their own personal journey. So I try to be as open as I can to the people who work for us and also my kids um, to help them as they're developing and growing. Love it. And then three would be flexibility because I think we all (laughs) need to learn to be more flexible. Um, You know, motherhood, I think, teaches you a good portion of that. And, um, you know, as an early mother, you know, you're trying so hard to make rules and schedules and all these things. And I think as your children grow up and, you know, even just in business, you just have to learn that everything's not going to go perfect and you're going to have days where things aren't great. So just being able to handle those challenges and be flexible and be open to that. Um, really has helped me as a person, you know, realizing it's not always going to be perfect and we're all going to make mistakes, but it's how we manage through them and handle that, you know, helps us to be the best people we can be. It's true, and it's funny. I often say, and it was when you said flexible, again, I'm dating myself, but do you remember Gumby? Sure. That, that little, yeah, the, the, the animated little... Um, was a clay like the clay thing but Gumby he could get into all of these flexible positions and whenever I think of that I think up you got to be Gumby today just be Gumby because you know otherwise you have chaos okay so I have to be flexible like Gumby um to respond to what needs to be responded to today so yeah just well said just well said I love your core values I really hope everyone took notes because everything I feel like everything you said is just impactful in the real world, you know, and I'm sure you've been through many, many training in school and education and where they talk about theory, 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 and I love theory. There's always a foundation for that. And we always have to put the caveat of what is real life in that theoretical world because real life is where I survive and where I exist. So I think everything that you said just was very valuable and very real life. So thank you so much for all of that. Um, I can't even believe it. Our time is up. I say this every week. They must be sick of hearing. Like, Connie always says our time is up. Can you believe it? <laughs> but does that, does that go fast or what? It seemed like it did. We could have yes. talked for hours. We could. Well, yes, that's true, too. Um, but, yeah, so our time is up. That was one hour. So, uh, again, I, I can't thank you enough for um, being on, and I hope everyone really did take notes and listen to the strategies we, we discussed. Um, you know, Ann and I talked about core values, habits, routines, and best practices, and all of that helps us increase efficiency as well as building a team. Um, how to use that to-do list again, to increase our productivity. And I am going to give a, I have a productivity planner for people who go, eh, I'm not so good with the to-do list. I have a productivity planner that I'm going to give away on my website. If you just sign up with your email address, your primary email address, home email, it doesn't matter. It's only work stuff I'll send you. But I'll give a, a free productivity planner um, in a PDF format for you guys. And then we also talked about delegation principles to be able to fit it all in, man. Um, and we do have to be flexible and kind of you know, shift to the right, shift to the left, um, and use that delegation not only to help us with our productivity, but to groom and, and career path others. They deserve it. People that we're leading and managing and mentoring really need us to delegate and teach them. So um, thank you again for sharing many personal stories uh, with you you. and Vito and your uh, 10 core values I think were awesome. Again, I hope everybody finds a piece of it that they can use. Um, And I hope that we are the catalyst for people to change, Anne. So now if everyone would like to reach you, 
they can either go to your website, which is awesome. It, it's very, very beautifully done, and it has um, all of the services and things that are available. But go to www.vitomaza.com, and I'm going to spell it. It's V-I-T-O-M-A-Z-Z-A.com. And you can dot com, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then email you directly in at amaza at vetomaza.com. Yeah. Or they can reach you at um, to book a service at 732-636-0119. Yes. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, for being on and, and sharing. I know we're, I know you're so busy, and I do appreciate you taking the time to hang with me for this hour. I hope everyone joins me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embra- embrace change and realize that sometimes change is possible and easier than we think it is. Thanks again to Anne. I do appreciate your time, and thank you all for joining me. You have been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Have an awesome week, and again, pick that little thing to put into place. Challenge yourself, practice it, make it a best practice, and, and begin, begin to be the architect of your own change. Thanks again. Have a great week. Been listening to The Architect of Change with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me.